Hello. Before we start today's episode, if you would like a condensed version of what I'm talking about in this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to The Perfectionist Guide. You can read the entire thing in three minutes or less. To access this, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash newsletter. Are you a bit of a perfectionist, type A, hyper performer? Then you know that having the audacity to see an ideal and bring it into reality while breaking generational habits of hustle can be tough, but it doesn't have to be. If you are ready to burn bright instead of burning out, to lead without losing yourself, and to enjoy the life you have worked so hard to create, then keep listening. I'm your host, America's leader on rewiring perfectionism, CLG, and this is Perfectionism Rewired, the podcast. Welcome to Perfectionism Rewired. Today, we are delving into human design and gene keys. What's the difference? I'm going to tell you actually in this episode, if you're going to cherry pick, what are the key things that you can really take from each system so that you can have exponential growth and change the world in this lifetime, the one that you are living right now. You know, we don't do surface level shit around here. Okay. So this is not human design was created in this year and this is Gene Keys and this is your uh, body graph and this is your hologenetic profile. None of that bullshit. There's a hundred thousand other podcasts and blog posts and PDFs and so much noise and clutter um, that is already taking up space in the universe. And I wanted to give you something different that we can have as a community to reference back to and to help you on your journey. Because I know if you're listening to this, you're someone who is a genius and you don't want to live a surface level, basic, boring robot life. Plethora of information that we have sometimes sifting through it can be overwhelming. And so then you end up not doing anything at all. I'm going to invite you on this episode to take a step forward in your journey. Also, if you are into astrology, in this episode, I tie in astrology with human design and and gene keys. I was really into astrology. Not that I, okay, it's not that I'm not into it anymore, but my classic three line, we have a cornucopia of of tools and interests. And um, astrology was something that when I was in college, I started to study it um, deeply. All of my childhood best friends, we were all born within two weeks of each other. I'm I'm an Aries son. And I noticed that I was like, man, we're all the same sign, but we're all so different. So like, I knew that like there had to be another layer to this. So then that's when I got a lot deeper into astrology and nodes and houses and... Chiron and and all of that. And I was so thrilled about it. I would give my friends readings. I was just really excited about astrology. And then human design came on my radar and it led to gene keys and all of these other paths. So if you are someone that is into astrology and has maybe found human design and gene keys a little like less user-friendly, this episode is going to make it very friendly for you. So what I love about astrology, human design, and gene keys is that it 
is here to help us celebrate our uniqueness without fear. Do you have any idea how refreshing that feels when you are aligned with your innermost core, the genetic makeup that connects you to nature as, you know, par- part of a whole part part of this collective that we live in, part of this universal consciousness and that you are able to feel utterly safe in the world? Even as you move through the great unknowns and uncertainties and the depths of despair, you are able to have this experience of absolute trust and and self-love that is unconditional and is completely without expectation. And with that, let's go back, back to the beginning. So human design and gene keys. The easiest way, I think, to look at them, the most simplified, the most practical, this is my fifth line coming out, is they are two lenses to look at and look through the same harmonic convergence that happened in 1987. So in 1987, there was a supernova that is called SN1987A. They did not get creative with the names there. And this is the first supernova that modern astronomers were able to study in great detail. What is a supernova? A supernova is a death of a star. And This one was a a dwarf satellite galaxy in the Milky Way, and it was the closest human-observed supernovas because scientists now are finding that there are a lot of supernovas that take place, but um, not all of them are we able to see um, with our eyes, you know, just like dogs and other animals can see and hear things that are beyond our perception same thing when it comes to the atmosphere that we live in. SN1987A was the closest human-observed supernova that we had since 1604. So that's like 353 years in between supernovas. And so this supernova, humans could actually see it, means like it was big. And it was a vast explosion of such in- intensity. It bombarded our planet Earth with all of the subatomic information that scientists call neutrinos. It was the beginning of this age of synthesis. All of these celestial alignments made a shift possible in our human brain chemistry that finally allowed us human beings to perceive the same truth behind all of the great teachings of the ages, which is the universe is a living entity and that we are all living in a vast information field of countless minute, very, very small particles called neutrinos. If we think about our universe and the sun is a yang and we, the the earth, are a yin, the neutrino is this like mercurial intermediary. The best analogy for a neutrino, these very, very, very tiny, um, you know, particles, you know how when two cars are past each other, some t- a little too close, but it's not an accident, you get a little bit of paint Like my car is silver and the red car got a little bit of paint on me and I got a little bit of paint on the red car, but then, you know, it, 
it 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 buffed right off. That's what happens when neutrinos pass through us. Something gets changed. A neutrino, it's an extremely fine form of matter. And so every neutrino gets changed and it conveys something of what we are into deep space. And just like how in the human body, every cell is interdependent upon every other cell and communicates its presence to the whole. It's the same thing with humans. The neutrinos that pass through us, all the neutrinos that pass through your body will travel like 50 to 70 light years in every direction out in space. We right now, are programming agents for the consciousness of the universe. So this neutrino, the supernova, SN 1987, and all of this information that the death of this star, the supernova, gave us, what is really interesting about what came through the neutrinos is that if you were alive in 1987, like every human being alive received that information. And it is readily accessible to all of us as a complete download when we are operating at the correct frequency for us. This is why when you receive a human design transmission or when I coach my clients through the lens of their individual energetics, there is this sense of familiarity and this confirmation I've never felt so seen before. And it's because a part of us already knows this information, like at the cellular level. And I, I, that I just think is, is so fascinating. At the heart of human design and gene keys, is the exact same mathematical correlation that is between the Chinese I Ching and the human genetic code. Human design came through Ra Uru. He was a trained scientist. A lot of times people tend to miss that fact because he was living in a tree when he received this transmission. He is a manifester. His profile, like personality, is a 5-1, and he very much wanted to jolt like jolt people into change. That is why the keynotes or the languaging human design, it, it can be sort of jarring. The names of a lot of the activations that I have, like struggle in the beginning, darkening of the light. I found it incredibly defeating when I was really looking for something to like tell me who I am. I'm feeling so disoriented. Words program our reality. Like our DNA is coded in the exact same way as language. There is a similarity between DNA and language. It's the same structure. And so the language that we use about ourselves and others inside our head, it really programs our reality and programs our DNA. When you don't have a guide to help you with human design, it can actually be really debilitating and can hold you back because the words that are used with neuro-linguistic programming are not encouraging. For a while, I was like, well, fuck it, right? I have every single fear, shitty gate. I have the loser line, basically. Like, what's even the point of trying? And it says, I have all the gates of melancholy and depression. I don't want anyone else to experience that. The gene keys came through 
Richard Rudd, and he is a generator. He is a four six, and four sixes. The four is all about community and like being in relationship with with other people and bringing people together. And the sixth line is the role model and the person who has lived through all of these experiences and is very zen and is very wise and is very much thinking about the collective. Human design uses the concept of dualities, the self and the not self, and Gene Keys uses the concept of trinities the shadow, the gift, and the city. Human design is strategic. It is mental and it is mind-to-mind knowledge. It is thorough, thorough, thorough. I am telling you, you could spend 20 years and a million dollars. There would still be a lot of information to consume about human design. I actually think about it as it sort of gets to the point of mental masturbation. An example of like the granularness and the thoroughness of human design, you have your energy types, you have your profiles and your personality. There are nine energy centers. Within those centers, there are 64 gates. With every gate, there are six different lines that you can have. And then underneath the lines are tones, colors, and bases. Then we also have these things called variables and cognitions and our primary health system and our rave cosmology. Oh, and also there's something called dream rave, meaning that when you're sleeping, your human design changes at night. And there is um, there is the penta, which is the human design that is formed when three or more humans are together. And there is BG5, which is what human design looks like in business senses. And there is OC16, which is what human design looks like in big corporations. So if your head is spinning right now, please stay with me. I promise we're not going down the human design rabbit hole. I want to just give you a flavor of there is no way that you can actually learn or understand all of this information. And ironically, human design is meant to be a lived experiment. You are not going to evolve your consciousness or your frequency by studying. Human design is a logical mental system that operates within a fixed set of parameters. There is a lot of profiling on it. Gene keys are a living transmission of wisdom that are inside of you. And wisdom is something that is beyond the mind. The gene keys are a lot more about being embodied. And unlike human design, gene keys isn't a profiling system. Like, Yes, you have a hologenetic profile, but it is not a fixed set of strategies for how to live your life. Human design is based on certainty, and Gene Keys invites you to embrace the uncertainty of existence and that of your own boundless inner inner nature. The way that I came to Gene Keys is I had done so much schooling and research. Like everything I say not to do, I totally did. What is that quote? Like a true genius learns from a wise person's mistakes. I am the wise person. You are the genius. Okay. Maybe maybe that will actually just be like the intro to every podcast episode. Um, So 
from the human design side, everything is strategic and certain. And it's like, you do this, you do this, you do this. This is your strategy. Human design can trap you with its knowledge, with its logic, mental masturbation, with like, if you really want to hold on to certainty and like rigidity because of its pattern and detail. I did a whole podcast episode on human design thirst traps. I will um, put a link for that in the show notes. But if I don't remember, you can just look up thirst traps or human design in past episodes and it will come up. If we're going to cherry pick anything from the system of human design, these are the two. How your aura works and where your intuition is located inside your body, like where it is that you can look to. You know, people talk about a gut response. Well, that's for those of us that have a defined sacral. Finding that inner authority and how your aura works. The reason why the inner authority and the intuition is so great is because it gets your decision-making on lock. I call it an inner authority attunement. If you are interested, it's something that we can do together in a little bit over an hour. And it's something that would take you three years of studying in human design to do on your own. Um, so if you are interested in that, send me a message on Instagram. If you are wanting this like cheat code of understanding how your aura works and getting really tuned into your inner authority, um, message me. This goes beyond Enneagram or any other personality test because it is not self-selective. This maps back to your DNA, like your amino acids. And what I tell my clients is like, this is coaching that is coded to you. So you can be who you truly are and and live your life from that sacred space within you so that you yourself feels, feels like home. So if you are looking for someone who can see you clearly in the ways that you cannot see yourself quite yet, and you are self-led, and you want a guide to join you on your journey to help illuminate your gifts and your talents and your strengths that you might be accidentally leaving on the table because you didn't know that they were there or you were told previously that they were too much. If you're nodding your head yes, listen closely because I might have the solution you've been searching for. My Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator, a six-week, highly individualized, one-on-one coaching experience designed exclusively for perfectionists like you. Your perfectionism is actually your greatest asset and leveraging it can be hard work or take years of guesswork. That's why in Perfectionism Rewired Accelerator, I give you my key frameworks to taking charge of your Ferrari drive, proven to work even for the most type A, high-strung, stubborn perfectionists. In the first 30 days, you will cut your burnout in half, increase your professional fulfillment by at least 150%, and your self-compassion will go up at least 250%, and that is just your first 30 days. So if you want to save yourself years of trial and error, go to CourtneyLoveGavin.com slash accelerator today, or if you want to take the easy way, just click the link in the show notes to check out the perfection Rewired Accelerator.